Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Ristar for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Ristar was developed and published by Sega and released in Japan, North America, and Europe slash Australia in February of 1995. Wow. Across all territories, one day apart each. Triple threat. I'm sure everyone was just chomping at the bit for Ristar. Well, sadly they weren't because this game was released three months before the release of the Sega Saturn. It is a late title. Yes, the Sega CD and the Sega 32X have both been released at this point. Mm -hmm. Sega shooting themselves in the foot, hardware-wise. Yeah, I never played the CD, but you know, my best friend growing up had the 32X, so we did play some Star Wars on that, and I I, I rather enjoyed it. Right. Well, uh, I mean, it's not that they were bad, but it, I don't know. Incremental hardware increases, you know. Don't if you're not a PC, I, you know what I mean. I don't know. It, it never seemed to work out for the consoles. Indeed. Now, this game was co-directed by Akira Nishino and Takeshi Nimura. Uh, Akira is now the head of Sega's CS3 team, and they're one of the major divisions of the Sega family right now. They mainly take care of re-releases and collections. Okay. But Akira did also work on the Sonic CD game and Skies of Arcadia. Oh, all right. right. And uh, one of the more recent games that I've played was uh, the Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed. Mm. It's actually a really good kart racing game. Yeah? If Mario Kart didn't exist, it'd probably (laughs) be the best. I see. Well, yeah. Sonic lends himself to a racing format a little more so. Well, and it's really cool because it includes, like, every Sega character you could want to have in it. Right, right. And it pays really good homage to many uh, other games that aren't represented. Like, I think there's even... an Altered Beast level. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sure, sure. Now, Takeshi, now he was with Sega from 1992 to the year 2000. Mm. And he did, uh, this is, I think, one of his only directing credits. He usually worked on other games. Oh, okay. And a lot of different capacities. Fair enough. Uh, most notably, I think he also worked on Night Into Dreams. Mm, yeah. Now, the music in this game, one of the highlights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, spoilers for the latter part of our show. <laughs> Now, it was done by Tomoko Sasaki, and she was also the main composer on Nights and Nights into Dreams. Okay, that's another musical. Yeah, but she also did the music for um, Feel the Magic, uh, the DS game, Feel the Magic XY, XX. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, more more notably, more recently, uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. Okay. So. Getting some sweet residuals. She also did uh, the Mickey and Donald game for Sega, if you remember that one. Mountains of Illusion? I'm not Something sure. Something of Illusion. Illusion. There was always Illusion. There, there were when Mickey Mouse was involved. <laughs> now, Ristar himself, our little starry main character, uh, was actually born from the original Sonic team's ideas. Sure. Yeah. Whereas the original Sonic was going to be a rabbit that grabbed uh, things with its ears. Uh, oh, okay. And then they realized that they had more fun just playing when he was running fast. Right, right. So they switched it to a hedgehog. Okay. Uh, so they had this idea of this long-eared rabbit character reaching for things. <laughs> they actually, I think, worked on some gameplay of it. And uh, I guess, you know, through 
evolution, it became our friend Ristar grabbing things, which makes a little more sense than using your ears. Yeah, yeah. And then this game was made by parts of the Sonic team. I believe it, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to believe. <laughs> and uh, they Sega apparently really thought this was going to be their next big mascot. Okay, well, I mean, I've seen weirder stuff succeed, so. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest problem was it was just released way too late in the Genesis's life cycle. I, I would agree there, yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Ristar? We are looking at a side-scrolling action platformer, I guess. I, but I, one I, of the only grab-based ones I think I've ever played. Yeah, you know, when I, when I was uh, formulating that uh, genre, if you will, I was like, is it really? I mean, maybe I should just say platformer. I've been saying action platformer, but I'm, I'm like, really? I mean, There's not a lot of action in this game. Right, right. I, I don't know. I feel like I may have been deceiving our, our loyal listeners for years now. But either way, it is a side-scrolling platformer, regardless of how you feel about the action. You are Ristar in this game, a star creature. Yeah. You're like a black ball with a star face on it. Yeah, yeah. Almost uh, reminiscent of, uh, it's like if you just had a, a ball version of Electro yeah. from Spider-Man. Sure, sure. Yeah, with like Mickey Mouse arms and yes. legs, you know. And you can jump in this game. You can. It is not a variable jump, though. You have one jump height. Oh, yeah, and it's not very high either. No, it is not. It's not as high as you want it to be. But luckily, you have a way to reach beyond the height of your puny jump. Oh, yeah. And that is your main interaction in the world here, is that you have an action button that extends your arms out. Mm -hmm. And if they grab onto an enemy, you hold on to them. Yeah, yeah. And when you release the button, then you headbutt them. Yeah, which is... You, like, slingshot into them. Yeah, it takes a little getting used to because... It takes a, it takes half the game of getting used to for me, pretty much. Well, yeah, because you have to like run up and grab them to kill them, but it feels like if we well, have to run up and grab and then let go. Yeah, yeah. So it, it feels like if you could just ram into them anyways, why couldn't you just run into them? You know. Right, and you know what you can't do, and that is jump on them. No, sir. You cannot jump on any creature in this game to hurt it. That's right. You have to stay away. And that man. That's really hard to break when everything about this game screams standard jumping action game. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but luckily, those extending arms aren't just used for attack. They can also be used for uh, movement. They can You can traverse the world with them in a way. Yeah, absolutely. There are rungs, usually on walls and ceilings, and you can climb them, but you have to extend your arms to grab onto them. Yeah, you can't just run up into them and nope. start climbing. No. Again, a little weird at first. Yep. Uh, you can also grab onto a lot of ledges or floors and swing down or up from them. Yeah. And then it's like a somersault to the next level, not a swing uh, like you would Indiana Jones style with your whip. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, and you can like grab into walls without rungs, and you'll kind of ram into them and bounce off. And so you can kind of climb that way if you're quick with your grabbing. Oh, you're forced to later in the game. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst part of the game. Uh, but you can also... Extend your arms at 45-degree angles. Yeah, yeah. So that does also help you when you're trying to jump around, grab certain areas or whatnot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, there are also uh, destructible blocks you can break. That's right. By ramming into them. Well, sometimes you'll be on these weird on pulleys that you have to operate with your arms by kind of grabbing them and then pressing up or down. Yeah, well, there are quite a few different block-type uh, blocks that you interact with. Uh, not just with your arms, but there are ones that bounce you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that. Ice, of course. All your standards. And also, we should say, something that became apparent to me towards the end of the game that would have made it way easier if I if I had realized it sooner, is that when you bounce into an enemy and bounce off, you're invincible. Yes. 
for 90% of that, like you can just keep yourself invincible if you're fast enough and time it right. And that's how you, that's how I beat a lot of bosses. <laughs> yeah, that's how you have to, I, I think, because some of them are tough. Yeah. I think that's it for our, our movement because it's really simple. You just have those two buttons. You have your jump mm-hmm. and you have your arm extend. Yes, sir. It's just kind of awkward, you know, because it's not instant. It is slow. Yeah. Like, a, like a, you know, like the methodicalness of a Castlevania whipping, but without any behind action. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. well, sometimes you do see these, like, poles sticking out that you can swing around. Yeah, and uh, they are – at first I thought the ones in the middle of the level were, like, checkpoints. Oh, sure, yeah. But they're not. They're just uh, – well, there's two flavors of these. There's the end of the level one and ones you find out throughout the levels. Right, right. And you can grab onto that, and when you do, you start spinning around. Yes. Uh, once you are spinning, if you press the direction you were originally facing mm-hmm. – then you will pick up speed. Yeah, till the point where you start sparkling, and then you reach max speed. And I didn't realize this until embarrassingly further in the game than I had wished. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, I just you just spin on it and jump off. Right, right. I didn't realize that there was a max velocity you could release. Well, yeah, and if you jump off before you hit that, it, you still move faster and yeah. higher if you're going. But once you hit top speed, you become invincible and start bouncing around You're like and... a shooting star yeah yeah uh, there is some level of control when you are in the star form yeah like i don't i can't really describe it i it's and i've found it almost impossible to once i hit that speed you know i have no idea where i'm going like no. i would try to aim it but you're going so fast that it's hard to like let off yeah and at, the, at the time to aim yourself you ricochet or bounce off of every wall or floor and you are invincible so you don't take damage from any spikes or fire or anything like that yeah yeah uh, but all good things must come to an end, and at some point, you either hit a button or naturally it wears off. Yeah, I think it's either. And you kind of fall out of the shooting star mode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's used through the beginning half of the game just to get to, like, secret areas. Yeah, yeah. But eventually it becomes just part of level design where you have to do that to get through dangerous or, right, or right. areas that are too far to, too tall to traverse. And you use those to get to bonus levels too, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I think I, I only never saw, found one. <laughs> I saw one. I got one, actually, where I kept forgetting. I was like, oh, wow, bonus area. I didn't know where. I don't know. I didn't really explore that much, I guess. Yeah, and then at the very end of the level, there was another one, and this one is just about height. You want to try to leave the final screen at the highest point possible to get extra points. Yeah, and that's you know kind of reminiscent of Super Mario Brothers with the flag. Yeah, and uh, points do matter in this game. You get points from killing enemies, from that height thing. Yeah, yeah. From gems you find. Yep. And so many points will be a free man. Yeah, I'm not sure how many, though. I couldn't. Speaking of men, um, you start on normal, at least, with five lives in reserve. Yes. And it's kind of an interesting little system because uh, you see a tiny wrist star in the corner. Yeah. And when you get hurt, your stars, your life, you have you have health in this game, stars. Yep. Uh, you start with three. I think so, but you can hold up to four. Mm-hmm. And when they go down, they just disappear. Uh, but the funnel one, like, flies down and hits you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Let's you know. So let's talk about uh, items because you know we just did. Yeah, there's there are <laughs> there are items in the game, and you mainly get items from uh, destroying enemies. Yeah, yeah, and and there's treasure chests. And treasure chests is the other one, the big gold treasure chest. That's right. Actually, I think you only get items from do you, you may get gems from killing enemies. You, you can get. I know you get some stars from killing enemies, at least uh, at the very end. But definitely, most of your stuff's going to be coming from those chests. That's right, and yeah, like you said, it's either a one-up. Uh, you can get gold stars, which give you now, one. What does the one-up look like? It looks like a little wrist star. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and there are two stars you can get. Yeah, the gold one will give you one 
life back. Which you start or, with three. So if you already have three and you get another one, you'll have four. But once yeah. you have four, that's it. And then the silver star will refill all of your life. Up to four. Right, right. So even if you only have one, it go all the way up to four. Yeah, which is nice. And then finally, there's that yellow jewel, which will give you anywhere between 600 and 1,600 points. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, oh, we'll talk about one level, there's a tiny statue you find. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, wait, some sort of music playing device, a music pill. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> and then now, this game does have uh, continues. So once you've lost all your lives, you can continue. Yeah, when you start with five, I think. You do. That's a pretty generous amount. Yeah. And uh, then there are also codes you can put in. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, in the option screen. Yeah, and they're not like progress passwords. No, so much. I got one when I beat the game. That yeah. was like a modifier. It looked like. Yeah, no, they all are. They're weird. Like no treasure. Yeah, there's different things to like alter the game slightly for replays, which uh, you know is pretty cool. Well, Nick, this is Sega. At the end of the Genesis's life, they've had plenty of practice making decent manuals. I want to say that they have the best. They're no Nintendo. Sorry, <laughs> Sega fans. But how does the state of this manual compare to, say, a Sonic? Okay, so this manual is all right at brief. It is a mere 16 pages. Ooh. Not a lot of artwork in here, but there's some um, in, you know, screenshots. It's all black and white. Okay. Um, it details the story, which is a little weird, and there's a pretty lengthy... Um, Intro in the, at the beginning of the game, too, as there well. There is. And actually, the story is different. I didn't mention this between the Japanese version and the American version. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that, but I, I didn't. I forgot to check the Japanese version. Uh, it's very similar, but with more, like, spiritual undertones. Uh, okay, okay. But, yeah, either way, uh, the evil space pirate Greedy Ooh. has come to this, uh, whatever this solar system is, and brainwashed all the leaders of each planet into following his orders. And, you know, he's running it, and... He also captured, like, what do they call it? He's captured some unnamed space hero that is Ristar's father. Whoa, spoiler alert, Nick. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you don't it find says that out till the end. Well, it, it says it in the manual. Oh, okay. But, yeah, and then Ristar gets the call to go and rescue him. So there you go. Uh, that ending confused the crap out of my family when they saw it. They're like, <laughs> what? And then we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, there's not a lot going on in this game, but do they explain how the grabbing mechanic works yeah that's mostly what it is and the you know the brief items how to use the star handles and, and they explain that when you press the right direction you speed up all the way yeah yeah okay good um and uh there are some brief world previews as well as hints from the heaven which are very very basic and there you go all right Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Ristar? I had none at all. Um, I vaguely remember it. Uh, I didn't even know it existed until the Genesis, the first Genesis collection it was on, which could be the most recent. Well, I mean, and not even just on the Sega Genesis, but in the post-TMNT Sonic world, it was like all of these animal or you know cartoony platformers were, you know, there was a ton of them coming out. So I just kind of was, you know, it's one of those. Right. And, and ignored it. Then what was your more recent experience with this game? Well, I beat this game. Um, As did I, but I will uh, add the caveat that I cheated quite a bit. I did, especially at the very end. Yeah, I luckily had it on that collection for the Switch. Mm, yeah. And that rewind feature is pure gold. <laughs> I um 
I did save in between certain levels where I was, it wasn't necessarily out of like, I'm running out of lives or anything, but it was just like, I'm not playing this game in one sitting. Right. So I played it a few times, uh, like four or five, beat a level or two, and then, you know. Yeah, that's kind of how I went. I went about two, I, I went uh, one planet at a time. Right, right. Until the end, which I had to kind of marathon to get through and make room for our next game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think I played, you know, the last two, two and a half uh, planets all in one go. Right, right. I mean, I know I spent a lot of time with the final boss, but a lot of cheating there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying that this game is a lot like Sonic uh, if you took out all of the speed. Right. And just focused on the slow exploration. Yeah, I. it's definitely a post-Sonic game. Like, it, it's... Even the level design kind of feels similar, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like they took some of the assets right out of Sonic games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like... Mean, the starting... The very first stage, when it introduces the stage to you, it looks like a Sonic border to it. With oh, like the oh, yeah, yeah. 90s, you know, triangle side background and <laughs> or matting and all that. And you know what? These letters aren't the same size, brother. No. They're mixing it up. It's getting wild. It is. But... I, and I think that carried over not only through the aesthetic of the game, but to the level design as well. Yeah. Would... They feel like giant Sonic levels, but you don't have the intense speed to you know, just dash right through it. Right, right. It's it's more a large, like, I guess, explorey area. And, you know, they use, like, the star handles. To me, I feel like this is replacing the loop-de-loops or the yeah. tunnels of oh, yeah. a Sonic game. Yeah. Um, and... I really missed out on a lot of exploration early on because I didn't realize that those star handles are the main way of exploring, like, taller areas. Yeah, in some places, it's, it's yeah. And uh, I think that while they doubled down on the exploration, they didn't correct. Like, one of the f- things I didn't like about Sonic, kind of, in general, is that you're exploring, but but you don't really, there's nothing to find except for more rings. And, and at least Sonic had a few items, but what are yeah. you getting here? Stars and lives, that's that's it. I know, it doesn't really make much sense. I, like, I wish there were some power-ups. That was the big thing, like, this game's all right, I think. Or but... even some sort of, like, I don't know, Yoshi coin, or like the thing that, you know, you fills up after each level, or, or Chaos Emerald. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are the bonus levels. There are. And you do get treasures at the end, but I don't know what they do. I, I'm assuming there's a, a, a second ending. I didn't see it, if no. there is. <laughs> now, the other thing about this game was is that it screams standard platformer. All the enemies say, jump on me. They don't look dangerous. They're not spiky. Yeah, at least in Wario Land, you knew what direction to hit because it was not. It was the one that was not covered in spikes. Uh, I just wanted to like jump on everything. And <laughs> you can't touch anything in this game. Without first grabbing them. Yeah, once you touch them with your hands, then they're vulnerable as all get out. But I will say that once close to the end, I was I started to get pretty good with moving Ristar around, and and it what really well I would say for me it was halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing that I think is, would make this game great, and and it it looks like you should be able to do this is to be able to swing like yes. Bionic Commando with your arms or on it, like, just to be able to grab onto any surface. Yeah, and I mean not just the rings on the on the wall or the the ladder rungs. And I mean obviously the level design isn't made for that, but I, it, it's what I the game made me want to do. Which, I, I feel like I was almost really fully free and able to just bounce around and do we crazy didn't, stuff. We didn't mention it, but there is a time where you do swing, and that's if you grab onto a flying or floating enemy. Oh yeah, and yeah. you hold onto it for any length of time, you start swinging back and forth. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you have Which, to in one level. Yeah, but that does not come up as often as – I remember they even pointed out in the manual. They're like, sometimes you can, you know, this yeah. will help you, you know, okay. But it really only happens a few times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but once I did get really comfortable with it, it was a lot of fun until that last level. And then I was like, oh, I'm not nearly as good at controlling it <laughs> as they, they expect me to be now. But it's crazy. And, I mean, which is kind of a shame because, like I said, I feel like it was almost really fun. Yeah. If, if, if you could just – it's like nine-tenths of the way there. Well, because let's talk about the art in this game. While okay. we did say it was a, like, a lot like Sonic, I think it is so much more lushly animated. Oh, yeah. The Especially Ristar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ristar looks good. Um, I mean, everyone, you see his like uh, star flaps, you know, like the electro face hood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way he, those move around when he moves, when he spins, the way they spin. Like, there is so many great little flourishes to that movement that I really love the character of Ristar. Yeah, yeah. And I love, you know, of course, he has like a falling asleep animation and a teetering on the edge. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. Sega. Idle, idle animation. But all of them were really good. And like you said, the backgrounds wonderful like the only complaint i really have about is that the backgrounds and even the terrain you're interacting with is so varied and detailed at times that i would find myself like i'm stuck i don't know what to do and it's like oh no there's a platform you can drop down through or yeah. you know it kind of crowds it out sometimes to tell what you can interact with yeah it's definitely hard to uh especially in the in like the future levels yeah yeah but then there's also the music of the game which is another awesome the music's great for the most part. I think there's one or two songs that were a little, like, had some parts that were a little annoying. Yeah, I, I liked but it for the most part, yeah. It was the sound effects that really broke my heart in this game. Oh, yeah. I just didn't have any... What happened to all this, the Sega blooms? Yeah, well, for the most part, it doesn't really... And especially in the music, you know, it, it doesn't sound like it's coming out of the Genesis, which is no, a it's technical kind of, feat, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's kind of amazing. There is none of that bassy weirdness. Some of the voice samples are a little rough, that yes. Ristar has a bunch, and you've heard some, and you'll hear more. So judge for yourself, Cartridge Commandos. But some of them is like creepy, like especially. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I'm gonna put that in a doll, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it here in your house. <laughs> Please don't. Now the enemies themselves are few and far between in variety. That's right. There's many colors. Colors of the blobs. Yeah. Little round blob guys. Little. And then there's a, you know the other enemies that appear. It's kind of annoying because they're usually. You know, if not really that interesting of a character, they're well uh, animated and they're a decent sprite always. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just that they're all just hit them once and they're gone. And yeah, so they're rarely on the screen that often if you're if you're quick about your business. But the bosses, I think, is the most interesting point of the combat in this game. Yeah, yeah. The bosses are pretty cool for the most. They all have their own thing going on. Yeah, and I really respect that. It's not just uh, the same action every time with every boss. Right, right. I like when they mix it up. And it's usually in a way that's fairly intuitive. Like, it only takes a little while before you figure out what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's satisfying once you have that down. Yeah, which is good because since you only have one thing to do, which is grab them, but they got to make a way to make it interesting. And, you know, interestingly, they do. Yeah. Interesting style. So good on them. Interest. All right, folks. This is the level-by-level portion of our show. Oh, yeah. And this game has, what is it, six levels? Well, six planets with two levels. Well, yeah. Yeah. So six planets. Each planet has two levels, usually pretty similar. And then a boss fight, which they call a level, and they trick you into running for, like, a little bit. But luckily, there is no real level. It's just the boss, usually. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so our adventure starts here on Planet 1, Planet Flora. Oh, that's right. It does tell you at the beginning when you get to the planet. Yeah, yeah. And the first stage in the Flora planet is called? 
the light plane. Okay. And uh, or the Green Hill Zone, you might say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it is the Green Hill Zone. Like, my, without telling anyone in my house when I was playing, I showed them this. They're like, is that a Sonic game? Yeah. Well, I mean, it does look a lot more like jungly, kind of. I think you got a lot of, you know, bushes. The, the background looks great because you have purple and blue bushes in the background. Some parallax scrolling. Yeah, I like the, the levels themselves do look wonderful. Uh, you're going to find those little blobs in this level. Mm-hmm. But the first two levels also have bushes in them, which is their own uh, weird thing where you go behind the bush or through it when you pass through it. Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. And you either come out with uh, like little thorn things on you or bombs you got to shake off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or an enemy will pop out after you. You don't want that. This does show you, too, where you'll see kind of similar to the, like, say, underwater parts of Sonic where you had to grab onto vertical pole. Here you'll be blocked by these tall like i guess palm trees and you have to swing you have to grab them and you swing over like you can't just walk by them so right and they segment off parts of levels and yeah this is the first time you'll see them but not the last and eventually there will be like pits you have to traverse by swinging across various poles yeah and i mean you can swing faster than you can walk so certain areas you know and not necessarily here but later you, you'll start to that's where i started to have fun where i was like i'm getting i'm really moving along like almost like a spider-man or something but, yeah like a Spider-Man. Like like one of them. There's a there's a bunch. Hey, you're talking to the man who knows them all. <laughs> now, of course, this in every level has a bonus game or a bonus level. And the bonus level is usually fairly short. Yeah, you have a time limit there. That's the only – you don't in a, a normal level. Right. And it's more about f- figuring out, like, what you have to do. The, the <laughs> I only genuinely found one bonus level, which was much later in the game, but it, it's – it's kind of just like finding the route through in time before, if you run out of time, you get a treasure. I don't know if, I think it's just worth points, but. Yeah. Now, the end of the very first level does have uh, what I would kind of call a mini boss. Yeah. And these yeah. pop up from time to time. And this one's a giant snake. Yeah, I was a little yeah. confused as to what to do with it. But since the only thing you can do in this game right. is grab enemies and then run into them with your face, well, I, <laughs> that is what you do. I frequently, like at this one, it took me a minute because I, you know, I kept like, eventually he's going to drop something I throw at yeah. him. Yeah, or... and it's really quick. It, it's only around for a moment as it pops out of one hole and then moves into another in a giant like tic-tac-toe style area. Yeah, and the three by three grid, and it's all divided up by those, uh, by these vines that you have to swing either up, down, left, or right through. Yeah, but you just hit it in the face. With yourself. And, yeah, a few times, and, and you're on to, to the, the very, next level. Yeah, yeah. You do your little spinny-rooney, and you're out of there. And this is uh, Area 2 of Planet Flora, the Dark Woods. And you do get a little bit of difference here. The background's a lot cooler. It's like a dark night Yeah, yeah, it's definitely darker. You, you've got, like, a canopy overhead, lots of dead trees to swing about on. And, you know, we didn't really talk about it in great detail, but not only are there usually different paths from using those spinning uh, bars... But most levels usually have a top and bottom path or even more than that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Sonic-y. Yeah, definitely. And, like, not necessarily here, but later we'll see ones that are almost – like, they're not even, like, a a long path. It's a big square area that you kind of have to zigzag around and explore your way through. Yeah, definitely. Uh, What kind of new enemies do we see in this one, Nick? Well, there are lizards that hide and will jump out at you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there are those little balls – ball – I don't know. They look like Goombas, but I don't know what to call them. But they're they're in like a cocoon that you hit and they'll jump out. Yeah. And, you know, both of these enemies kind of highlight my other frustration with this game is that you really have to take your time and just wait for an enemy to pop out or to get close enough to for you to yeah, I, fall into it. Because you don't want to uh, jump into an enemy not knowing what else is going on around you. Right. No, it it it's true. It does make you kind of like it works against you, your instincts sometimes, but... 
One thing I, I will give credit for that anyone would probably, I definitely noticed early on was that even though there aren't a lot of power-ups, they do give you a lot of life-ups. Yeah, those chests are everywhere. And and it really helps because you, you can get caught off guard by a lot of these stuff really easily. Oh, super easily. But this level is just really long. Yeah, um, we'll see some bats, too, that you have to hold on to. N- nothing too uh, very crazy, really. Not as crazy as the boss of this area. Uh, yes. At the boss arena, Riho is coming. Riho? Riho? Yeah, you have walked deep into this mystical forest area. Backgrounds look super cool here. Yeah, definitely. And you see a, what appears to be a wizard in a green robe with a creature on his back that I think is controlling it. I think this is the leader of the of this planet that's yes. been... And this thing looks cool. Like I really like this wizard. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, kind of elven-y, dwarvy looking. Yeah, got a nice, uh, cool-looking beard. Green and gold outfit with a kind of mystical knots on it. Yeah, yeah. And what does this boss do? He well, does he, summons something. Yeah, well, he throws, he, he flies around and shoots, like, tornadoes at you. Yes, which you much must dodge the tornadoes. Uh, if you get hit by them, you spin uncontrollably. Yeah, and you have to hit him three times. But if once you're spinning, that little guy on his back will jump off and come attack you. Yeah, and you want to watch out for him, because, but he's the guy you actually want to attack. It takes you three hits on the wizard to knock the little guy, Riho, off, and then you have to hit him. Yeah, now when you to hit the wizard, you just have to wait till he's not doing the tornadoes. Yeah, I and mean, then, he flies, but he's not usually that high. It's, it's not hard to hit him. No, like, you just have to jump up and do your body slam. Yeah, yeah. Your head butt. Head butt, what, your star butt. And yeah. then once you, uh, once you hit the, I, mean, I guess, what is he, a monkey or something? I don't know, but once you hit him. He looks like a little monkey. I think he does have a tail. He's got a monkey on his back. Ooh, that might be it. Ba-dum-dum. And the boss does change color. Yeah, yeah, as lets you know. Yeah, as you've done more damage to his minion. <laughs> yes, uh, so three hits to Riho, and you are done. And now you move on to Planet 2. Now, once you beat a planet, you do get a nice little cutscene where you like have a different, a third type of spinning bar, which we did not discuss. And this one only sends you vertically. Yeah, it's automatic. So And you it sends you so vertical that you rocket into space as that shooting star. Oh, yeah, and... You get to hear the best music in the game, I think. It is really good music. I don't know. The ending game music, which we'll play at the very end, is also really good. Uh. That is good. Oh, it's so, like, spacey and awesome and techno. 90s techno. Ugh, gotta love it. Now, the next world you're in is Planet Undertow. That's right. And the first area is the blue water. That's right. Uh, as a, the title might suggest, you are underwater. Uh, you start out above water for the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, But the underwater portion is really the main uh, part of this level. You can always jump out of the water or onto platforms that are above it. Yeah, and your swimming is pretty good control. Like, you just were In pressing fact, directions. In fact, I prefer the, the swimming controls. I was like, I'm going to be underwater as much as I can. Yeah, it's I, much easier, and you're much quicker uh, because you also have a dash. Yeah, if you press, is it your grab or jump. your jump button? It's your jump yeah. button, because you can still grab normally. That's right, that's right. The only hard part is is that you only move in, like, you know, those four cardinal directions. Mm, man, I... But once you got used to it, I was really zooming around. I I didn't even realize you had the dash swim until far too late in the... Like, when I was like, oh, this would have made so many things much easier. And because of that dash, I really enjoyed the underwater portions. I was like, yeah, I've got an attack. I can move fast. Y- yeah, I can no. fly around. It was great. Now, of course, the underwater landscape has all of your standard fish enemies. Yes, yes. Uh, lobsters, jellyfish, I think. Yeah, things that move in the 
Left, right, up, down, a couple heat-seeking. And the ever-present little Goomba Goombas. Yeah. I think you, this might be the first place you see those where they look like they have like a shield on the top and then the jet on the bottom and they move and they'll switch up their vertical or yeah. orientation. You got, you don't hit the side with the jet. I but just, just run past them usually. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the underwater enemies are pretty easy too. Um, this mini boss is... And the mini boss is usually right at the end of the level. Yeah, and it's like a big wave comes and and crashes down and then there's like three of those little ball yeah bots i don't know that these bb8s that they shoot at you and then fall down yeah but they all just take one hit yeah yeah and it's like there's like three waves in sequence i think that reveal different monsters and you yeah. just have to defeat them all and just not be where they're going to land yeah yeah it's it is not hard no i mean but you, it is cool it's a cool idea it's but not hard to get hit by them once, maybe, but they're not very tough. And at the end of the level, you do reset health. If you're below one, yeah. it'll go back up to three. Which is uh, pretty cool. Definitely. Uh, and you might need it here in this next level, the Lost Palace. Yeah, which is a, a pretty cool level. This is all completely underwater. You have lots of neat... The backgrounds vary between a some purple, like, technological stuff and greenish rocks and such. And there's a new mechanic in this level where there's these uh, faces... These like medallion style faces, and they either uh, they usually shoot out an enemy of some sort, like little fish that come at you. Or... Yeah, yeah, and you gotta you can take them out to keep them from generating. And usually, once you've taken them out, a series of blocks will crumble, opening the path further. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to backtrack a little bit, or backtrack a little bit. Oh, <laughs> backtrack. You can track back if you want. You can backtrack a bit. Take your backpack and track back. Yes, and then you also have your Sonic style. Uh, hallways of fast-moving water. Yeah, and you either have to grab onto rungs on the ceiling or these, or hide in these little uh, like alcoves in the floor. Yeah, because eventually it'll get too too strong and spin you around. Possibly into the spikes at the end. I, I it took me a minute to figure this out because well, you think there's going to be like a Sonic-style bar to hold on. It's a vertical bar, so right, that's right. what you do as Ristar a lot. But for the most part, it's just like get into an alcove and here you can get by. But I think later there are somewhere. Yeah, uh, later in this very level, in fact, uh, there's another one where you have to know about that swim dash to get to the next area, and I didn't, so I wasted some wasted some precious lives there until I figured it out. Now, those turbines that are causing the speed, you can destroy those. Yeah. But once you're past them... It doesn't matter doesn't anywhere. Matter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's just a weird little thing. Indeed. And then there are also these Nautilus, uh, giant Nautilus shells that spawn like little enemies. Yep. And sometimes they're the thing you have to break to get through. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And once you've made it to the end of this level, you get to go to the boss of this planet. Yeah, it's... Uh, Osat. O- Osat, who is a big shark. And it will hang out in the background and then come and do like a charge attack in, in the front at you. Now, the sprite of this shark is super cool. And it's funny because you also, to get to the arena, you pass like some fish jail cells he's got going on. Oh, right, yeah. But I really like this shark. I mean, this boss looks super cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a hammerhead shark. He swims around in the back, and then he comes to the foreground to attack, usually pretty swiftly. Yeah, you have to, you got to be ready for it. Sometimes you can, like, jump and grab down and get him and bash it. But once you've bashed him, you're not doing it to attack him. No, no, because then he, like, breaks. One of, there's four giant corks Yeah, I get, yeah on like the floor. Drain things, so it, it lets out some of the water. Which then gives him less room to maneuver when he comes back, or less options of what level he'll be at. Yeah. 
So it gets a little easier, but you gotta, you know, it keeps getting more and more focused. So you gotta gotta be ready. And after the fourth hit, he will destroy the fourth drain plug, and all of the water rushes out, leaving him flopping there on the ground. Pathetic. Which you then do grab him and headbutt him one last time to finish him off. Take him down to Chinatown. And that ends this level. You blast off to your next world. That's right, Scorch. The fire planet. Yes. Um, and area one is the flare surface. And this is not too fiery, thank goodness. Not not, not at the start. Um, you this, have... this level introduces switches. Yeah, and also, uh, this is one of the first areas where, like at the beginning, you get... One of the first things you see is this green machine that's just popping out little uh, ball bots. Yes, and you don't know what to do. No, you have to drop down below it where there's a switch. But it doesn't look like it. No, I had no idea. I would just take a hit and keep going. It wasn't until much farther in this level. I think the next one, after losing lots of lives, because you'll see, um, this is where you'll see your first little gray, your stone statue of Ristar. Yeah, and you might not know what to do with it, but it's really a way to trigger traps. Yeah, because right down there's uh, some passages that have these raised, well, all the floors are made of like hexes here. And they look really cool. I like the floors. Yeah, yeah, and they, they contrast nice with the purple background. But... If you step on the hex, then a cage will come down, and then there's an enemy on the other side shooting at you. But you need to throw your little guy in there. Yeah, if you land it right on that, then the cage will come down. You can break it, then deal with the enemy. And there's another one right after that that has some fire jets that will hurt you unless you can get past it and then shut the switch off below it. And then there's a fire section in the middle of this map that I really don't know how you get past without taking some damage. Well, and there's a couple, too, where it's like... Well, it's okay. like I feel like they know you're going to because right afterwards there's health. Yeah, yeah. Well, they there there are some, like, relatively blind jumps where or even if you climb down, you know, there are ladders where, you know, there's fire below, but it's hard to avoid it. It is. The very final portion of this map does uh, branch out a little bit, and uh, there's a free man if you want to somehow spin across <laughs> three different of those spinning bars. Yeah, the star... Good luck with that. Star handles, yeah. Um yeah, and, and then another section where I've just felt stupid because you're supposed to fall down through pipes. But yeah. I spent the whole time trying to jump over this big wall that's uh, impossible as far as I know. So, well, If it makes you feel any better, it's the mini-boss at this level that made me feel extra stupid. Uh, yeah, this is, boss is actually a little trickier than <laughs> I wanted to admit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I died here like twice. And I did several times. I had, be- I had to go look at someone else beat it, and then I felt extra stupid. Well, I, I knew what it was, but I I, I knew what it was, too. I just couldn't do it. So let's yeah. talk about this. There are six pipes, and uh, in order, it will say one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. And then in that order, little creatures will come out and stand there, the little, the ubiqu- ubiquitous little blob guys. Yeah. And, of course, you must hit them in the correct order. Yeah. But I, I, my, play, I my, my play control at this point in time was not as refined as I thought it was. Right, right. So anytime there was one on the top section that I had to kill before one on the bottom, I was holding down the button too long and, like, getting hit by the bottom one because my arms were still extended. Oh, okay. So I couldn't figure out how to attack the top ones without getting hit. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Because if you do them in the wrong order, then the fire lava below you flares up. Yeah, it does damage you. to you. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's a little trickier than similar puzzles in other games. Like, there, there was another memory game in, like, Earthworm Gym 2, right? Yeah. But with each one, it's like you get a different color, a sound, these different things to kind of remember it by. But here you get nothing. It shows you the numbers on the first time, but you have to do it three times yep. to do it. And after that, it's just just remember the order, which doesn't seem like it was that hard. But it, it, it was for my 
idiot uh, <laughs> brain. But well, I just had that play control problem. And then once I realized, I was like, no, if you just tap the button as quick as you can, yeah, you're fast enough to jump right off of him. Quick little blast. That'll do it. And then once you've done it, you get to move on to the next level. Oh man, if you thought that last level was fiery. Well, here you got a lot in the under factory. Which has some pretty cool backgrounds, lots of like pipes and stuff. Looks like there's some smelters and I don't know industrial stuff. Yeah, I really like the look of this level. A lot of the walls are lined by fire. Yeah, that's what I don't like about this level. <laughs> and it basically behaves like spikes and even looks like spikes. But this is a, a multiple path level for the most part. Um, I did not take the upper path because it depends on using star handles. Yeah, and there are these bombs that are in the level. Uh, if you don't touch them, nothing happens. So don't grab them. Right, right. But this level really introduces the, you're going to be having to fall down shafts where you have very, very tight tolerances. Yeah, and it, and it, it can be tough because it's really hard to get yourself oriented where you're falling vertically or rising vertically at just a normal vertical. You're always going a little diagonal and you kind of have to weave. Yeah, and there. that's really all this level is. There are a couple of pulley sections which aren't too bad. They're only complicated by enemies, but confident that you can deal with them and then once you've dealt with them you get to move on to the boss adahan adahan fall he's like a some sort of mole creature oh yeah it's like a robot looking a big robot mole yeah and i was really excited about this boss because i found it way easier than the others and after this grueling level it was a welcome <laughs> change of pace yeah because it comes down and does a few attacks where it like shoots out a claw yep. or something you know and this is the first one where you can just do that thing where you're invincible and you just keep yeah. attacking over and over again in the air. Yeah, keep blasting them. And, and even if it attacks you while you're doing it, if you're just quick enough on the, the reuptake, you can kill it super quick. Yeah, because every time you do hurt it, it does fall through another layer of the earth. Yeah, yeah. And you go down like a mine kind of thing. But it's never that dangerous uh, as long as you keep that up, keep the heat on and you will defeat this crazy mole creature. In fact, when you're falling down, you can even grab him then if you're quick enough. Like yeah. sometimes he'll be on the wall or he'll be flying near you and you can you can get a, an extra hit in or two. And then once you've defeated him, you move on to Planet Sonata. <laughs> yeah. And we're not talking about the car. No, no. We're talking about the music. And this is a weird level. Yeah, this level has that weird music pill that I talked about. Oh, see, I, I thought that was a metronome. Well, it is. If you want to be, you know... Technical, right, about right. It. <laughs> well, it's it, this is a musical themed world. You've <laughs> lots of like drums and stuff, and speakers in the backgrounds, and street lights. Street lights, yeah. Uh, a lot of the barriers that you can uh, swing past are all like flutes. Yeah, which is weird because they don't look like you should be able to swing around them. Right, right. And so are the uh, like the rungs you grab on are, are flutes as well, and or trumpets. Uh, this level yeah. is all about transporting these these metronomes from one area to the other and using claws to move them fans and the fans move them slower and higher than you ever will think yeah you had to like put them on a fan yeah there's lots of fans on the floor blowing up so you, sometimes you have to like drop them and then climb up and come back and wait for it to make its way up to you to and grab then you it grab it again and keep moving it on and each time you're trying to pass it on to this weird bird uh yeah i don't know if is it always the same guy coming back yep what, what's he doing with all these i don't know or she what what's this bird up to well this one's different I always I thought it was a, a collection of different birds that I, I thought it would add up to something at the end. But it doesn't. No. You're just moving these metronomes along, and eventually you will get to the end of this level. And you have a weird, weird mini-boss here that, again, I didn't really understand at first what to do. 
Well, they're a big, like, I don't know. They look like the water-drinking robot or <laughs> water-drinking bird yeah. toy things where it's a, it's a huge robot bird with sunglasses on that, like, dips down to attack you. And an elf hat. Um, yeah, yeah. The Christmas elf hat. elf hat. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they dip down and attack you every once in a while. But mainly, waves of other enemies come out. Yeah. Because there's a bird orchestrating all this. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know what's going on, but you kill the enemies and wait for when the bosses dip down their heads. You can grab them and bust them and they they start to fall apart takes three hits a piece i think yeah and it took about i don't know eight times for them to bob down before i realized that that's what i was supposed to do (laughs) well yeah yeah the enemies just keep coming and i mean while you can destroy them pretty easily sometimes it's like i'm just sitting there waiting where i'm like just lower your head stupid i just want to kill you yeah once i figured out i felt pretty dumb Uh, but they are fairly easy once you have they get to move on to the next round and here you're in you're still in sonata land but this is a more keyboard town yeah, well, it's like keyboards and guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah, guitar. There's some horns. Uh, there are walls that are made basically of a, a long vertical horn that has keys at various points. And if you grab on those, it makes a little honk sound. It's kind of funny. Yeah, there's a giant zip line here. Uh, over some spikes, which you probably want to take. You'll see lots of these. Uh, it looks almost like a mutated one of those blobs. that They're purple, and they have, like, pipes coming out the top, and they generate enemies. Yeah, uh, and this bird that spins and throws another bird at you. Oh yeah, yeah. I is it like a doll? Like it, it kind of looks like a doll. You have to wait for it to throw the doll, jump over it, and then you can defeat it. Uh, there's an area where guitars, really awesome star guitars. Yeah, they're well animated. Like bend over to smack you. Yeah, they're like in the background and they bend down. It, they're all to a very specific beat. So if you're patient and wait, you, there's a big jumping section with. Because there are these drums that you bounce off on the floor. Yeah, the whole you flying the level is very easy until that portion. Yeah, yeah. Because that portion's full of spikes. Yeah, you're you're basically going down, falling down these vertical shafts to bounce back up out and go over. But both sides of the walls are lined with with spikes. They are. But if you can make it through those spikes, well, then you get to fight the boss of Planet Sonata, a yeah. giant bird, a jealous bird, Awan Awanik or something. <laughs> because you are at the well, you're at like a performance. There's a stage and uh, yeah, curtains, yeah. and a small bird wants to perform, and this giant bird does not wants to be the performer instead. Yeah, so it comes down and bullies its way to start singing. And when it's down and about, that's when you can attack it. You have to wait for it to swoop down. Yeah, yeah, and like it'll also it shoots out like musical notes at you. Yeah, it, it's kind of confusing because it shoots out musical notes, but it also like makes stuff fall from the ceiling. Yeah, which I think are also notes, so you have to watch out. Um, And you can hit, like it sits on this perch, and it's like after you hit it three times, it'll come out, and that's when you can truly hit him. Right, and I found that when all that notes are falling and stuff, that's when you want to be invincible. Mm, yeah, yeah. If you can do pull off that headbutting trick, you can usually not get hit by any of that. The stuff. notes seem to go right to left when they fell down, you yes. know, so it was like I just kind of parked up underneath that perch and was very close to him busting that and it's like if you're invincible if you time it right you can be invincible when the wave of those notes falling will just go through you and then it's past you by the time you're vulnerable yeah uh you beat him up three or four times and he's done for the 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 original bird can finish his concert and everyone's happy oh yeah and then you're on to planet freon which that one did not make me happy (laughs) level one pure white yes it is the and as you might imagine from the name, this is an icy level. The iciest ice that ever iced. Like, you never stop moving. There is I, no way. <laughs> I don't I don't really understand what, like, 
I barely controlled myself. It's like this floor is covered in whatever Clark Griswold put on that sled yeah. in Christmas Vacation because you are you're flying instantly and frequently the floors almost always will end in a little divot up like where it's it's almost like a mini half pipe and that'll send you up and you'll come back down and that reverses your direction. Now you look great when you're spinning around. It's a wonderfully animated spin animation, mm-hmm. uh, but you can also jump out of this kind of you can jump but if you land back on the ice you're still spinning yeah you can't like jump vertically and cancel your your inertia no so you're just basically like dodging things in this level yeah frequently it's it springs you past spiky little robots and or spikes in the floor and you have to be ready because there will be like poles that you have to grab to swing out of yeah the, the slidey sequence so much sliding there's these cool crystals around that i thought would do something but they don't in the background, yeah, yeah, they look like kryptonite or something. They're they're pretty neat. I mean, they, they look good. It's all a night night sky background, and you get to the end where there's this little. I like this mini boss fight. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best. It's like a little, I don't a, a penguin. I don't. It, it's some purple thing that looks like maybe it's in an egg that it cracked out of, or I don't know. It's hard to say. You've kind of seen it throughout the level, but here you hiding get in, in the background. Yeah, here you get into a snowball fight with it. And I love it. That's great. It picks up snowballs and throws them at you, which I don't think you can pick up. No, you have to make your own by just, do you press a button or you just stand there? if you stand still, you just make them. If you just are idle, yeah, you make one and then you throw it back and you want to hit him while he's vulnerable. Which is when he's already thrown a snowball. He can't be holding one because otherwise that'll block it. Yeah. And And that's it. You just got to hit him three times, but it's a a fun mix-up that's like, oh yeah, why why did this happen with a real boss? I, mean, right, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Why can't I pick fun. up things and throw them in the rest of the levels? Like this yeah. is fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's close, man. But all good fun must come to an end, and so does this fun, because you're on to the next ice level. But luckily for you, most of it's underwater. Oh yeah, which can be tough. Like there are gray little blobs underwater. With they're surrounded by uh, a ring of spiky balls that you have to like go through. There's a gap. Yep. You have to wait for that gap and then headbutt them. And there's like little gems that block your path. Yeah, you got to break as well. Um, but I don't know. I just enjoyed this way more than the last the last level. Oh, sure. Because I like the swimming. I, I, the swimming is fun. Yeah, and it's way better than the ice. I mean, there are some turbine sections here that can be tough, but um, eh, anyone can do it. There is a fun little area where there's a snowman. You got to like knock down to get through an area. Oh yeah, what was that? Was a weird like I couldn't figure out. I kept waiting for something to happen where it was like I kept butting it over. Pushing it out. I don't know. And then these weird frog statues at the end that, like, drop. I don't know what they are. They're like some sort of little bomb on a parachute. When they hit the ground, it sends a shockwave out. I don't know. Yeah, these. But I found that part really hard to get through without getting hit. Freaky frogs, man. Mm. But again, just so much swimming in this level. It's a very large level. Once you get through it, though, you get to fight the boss of the ice world. And the boss of the Freon planet is what, Nick? It's Edamore. Which is a big, weird ice creature blob. I don't remember what this looks like. It has like a an arm. He comes out, and you'll see your your little buddy from the snowball fight. Oh, comes that's right. Out with like hot soup or something. Yes. Okay, I remember this fight now very well. And it's like you have to take the soup from him and throw it in the mouth of the creature. Of but the, the creature, its mouth is open, very short window. Yeah. He either hits you with that arm, or he breathes out. He eats something of his own. Yeah, he has like a, they're like frozen, I don't know if this is strawberry, some kind of fruit that he's like crunching on and then breathes out some ice breath. And the ice breath will freeze you. Yeah, and then you have to scramble out, although it doesn't hurt you, right? I know, but the arm does that hits you afterwards. And then, you know, once you hit him with your, once you throw some soup in there, he'll start doing a jump, which is 
you know, he jumps across the floor back to his position, and that can be kind of hard to run under. You have to be just right because, like, his arm hangs out behind him, and it'll yeah. clip you. I found the best way to get uh, past him in the jumping phase was to be right next to him when he starts. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. And then you just, you know, that's the only way I could, like, really gauge it well it's just weird otherwise it, it, i got hit by it a lot it, it did it took me a minute to that was the hardest part was getting the timing down where i would like almost have him defeated and then die with my last hit like once i was able to make it through a few times not so bad no once you have uh given him enough soup he melts and you can move on to the next planet planet automation and what a planet it is it looks super cool uh and the first level has a great name and what's that law Chaos? What? Uh, Question marks following each. It could be either. It, this is a weird, like, you have these, like, robot fists in the background that look pretty cool. Yes. And, uh, you know, the level of itself is mostly, like, high-tech purple, reddish stuff. But right away you're greeted with a really crappy section where, like, the walls and floors, like, I think it's a rhythm that they disappear. I Okay, this took a minute. I had to look it up. There's some on the left that never change. Okay. But most of them, every time you press your grab button... They shift. Ah. Which I didn't know. Like, it really took me a minute where I was like, I don't know what's going on because it's uh, it's a kind of a grid of floors that are, you know, disappearing and reappearing depending on what you're doing with your grabbing. But it's all above some spikes in the floor. So it, it takes a minute to get used to. Yeah. I just was like, uh, I didn't know what the deal was. So I knew that if I just jumped to the specific, I thought it was a rhythm, but jumped to an area that didn't have a ring and then extended my arms, there was usually one there to grab. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's a little weird, but once you once you realize it, it's like you can just jump and grab where you like one will appear. Right. And then shortly after that, you're introduced to these short what, laser floors. They're like green panels, but they're they're just ice. There's ice. It doesn't look like ice, but it is ice. Yeah, uh, I did like it though because at least it was like a movement. Like I was moving quickly, and it was like a fun way of like uh, going up levels. Yeah, I had been ice trained well. Ice training. Yeah, there were some weird robots with two spiked ball hands. You have to, like, rhythm underneath one of them to bash it from below. I didn't like those at all. Uh, they, they weren't as tough as I thought they might be. No, no. Um, the, the tough part is the final chunk of this level. There's two parts. Let's get into them specifically. All right. There is the vertical ascent through the spiked floors. Yeah. That I literally just didn't. I was like, I thought I was missing something. <laughs> I, I went to go look at someone else beat this at level. Like, Do I need an item? And even when they did, I was like, I'm supposed to do that? Yeah, no, it's weird because you have to be quick, basically. You pull yourself up through a floor that has spikes on top, and then you have a, a few a split second to grab the next floor before you fall down on those very same spikes. But the very top two tiers, there's not enough room. You can't just extend your arms up. Yeah, you have to have to bounce off the wall and you have to gain like, height. Grab the wall, which you have to be far enough away from the wall to be able to grab a higher portion of the wall. If you're yeah, you have to be really rapid and like pull yourself up a bit. It it takes it takes a little uh, skill. More skill than I than I wanted to <laughs> to exert. And then you're on to the I don't know what these green things are. Little faces maybe robot an eyeball robot that you grab onto that kind of floats. Yeah, this was this would seems like it would be hard, but after that last thing, this was nothing. Not too bad because you're floating over spiky rotating floors. Yes, yes. You want to watch out for them. Uh, and then you get through all that, and you have a weird little mini boss. Yeah, where you have it's like a little helmeted one of those ball bots. Yes, I, guess. I don't know. Well, it's waves of them. Yeah, you have to. There's they're being circled by the normal bots or the normal little blobs, and you must uh, 
kill a certain number of waves of them. And if you don't hit the helmeted one before they leave, they'll be back with a full wave later yeah, on yeah. in the cycle. This was one where definitely I was like, all right, just keep grabbing. Just keep grabbing until you can – because you can squeeze in there and get him before all the other ones are, are gone, right? And yeah, then oh, reset. for sure. Yeah. And it, you can easily do it while you're in the middle of that invincibility cycle. Yeah, so that, that helped there a lot. And this leads you to what is possibly the last level of the game, the brain maze. And I liked it because it wasn't much of a maze. In fact, it was very clear on how to get through each of these sections of this this entire level. There are basically small rooms that have a teleporter in one end, or large rooms that have a teleporter at the end that you have to get to. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think there I don't know if there's shortcuts, really. Is there multiple paths? But Not that I know. I think... uh, yeah, not that I know of. I mean, it's always pretty linear. You just have to either, like, find or get the crystal, get it into the power source to start up the teleporter. Yeah, it's usually kill an enemy or two sometimes. Yeah, or defeat an enemy, you have to, you know, come, like those those weird green multi-stage flying things. <laughs> well, And there's some there's a neat section where there's, like, a background overlay with enemies behind it, and you have to go. You, there's, like, a weird, Yeah, for the first time, you go into the background. A weird beam that pulls you back there, and then you're behind that till you find another beam, and you have to go around and search... Find your find your crystal. There's two of those uh, areas actually. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that you never see that uh, effect again or previous. And then there's a mini boss in here that's like a weird robot with spike hands. And he took me a second to figure out what to do with him as well because he's like invincible. You can just knock him backwards and make him like dizzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the goal is to knock him into like the exploding wall behind him. Yeah, kind of like Krakomeyer. Very much like Krakomeyer. Once I realized what was going on, then it, it it wasn't hard, but it was just frustrating where it's like I can never – it took a lot longer than I thought, you know, mm-hmm. or okay. than I wanted. For sure. Uh, there's an area with these turrets, and, like, for some reason you're swimming in the air. Okay. This is something where I was wondering – I was going to ask you about. It looks like you pick up some different colored shoes, right? They look like yellow shoes at one point, and then you could do this air swimming because I was very confused as to why this started happening. Yeah. I, and, and, I mean, then you can swim in the air. It, it's kind of disconcerting at first, but you need to do it, and you get used to it. You know, it's it's just swimming, so you've done it. Well, there's even an invisible, like, water line at the top of the areas where you can jump out of it, kind of, or, it, like, the physics change. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what is going on. That's a mystery. Maybe some uh, Genesis playing cartridge commandos can enlighten us. Yes, uh, but once you make it through all of these weird levels, that's it. There's no boss at the end. It's just you made it through to the final area. Yeah, Greedy, was it Greedy's Castle or something? Castle Greedy, the King's Tower, because this is a new planet you're on. Yeah, yeah, and you're heading up uh, You're heading up this tower. It's very short, but it's one of my favorite levels because it's a lot of just like jumping and flipping around. Oh, it's one of my least favorite levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because... There's a part towards the end where there's a hole, like a, a vertical shaft. You got to use the star handle. Well, no, not only that. No, before that, where you have to like grab the walls to move up. Yeah, yeah. And I just could not get it. Like, I, it took me forever to get up that wall, those walls. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I could not get the timing right. It just drove me mad. I see. I, I would get like all the way up and then like screw up and fall halfway <laughs> down. And I was like, Gah! it's the worst, man. Because, you know, your wall jump is, is okay. It's not the best, but it does not get a lot of height so you really got to do it a bunch of times if you're going left and right or you know yeah i know i know <laughs> i greatly disliked it so once you've made it up this uh either fun or annoying tower depending on how you feel there is a boss here of this planet mm-hmm. or i mean of the the king's planet and there's been a little creature following you this whole area like a little eyeball robot yeah i didn't know what that was all about 
Yeah. Well, at the end of the level, you find out because it flies and becomes the eye of this weird, I don't know, like slug creature that's got a yeah. slug mech. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's a creature inside the mech, like a weird duck alien with <laughs> yeah. a giant head. Yeah. And the mech itself has an energy shield. It has a gun that it shoots uh, all kinds of stuff at. And then its tail also shoot has like a boomerang on it. Yeah. It flies off. Yeah, it's cool because when you hit it, this little like square shield appears wherever you are. But it's really pretty easy because if you just keep that invincibility cycle of just running up and hitting it over and over. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do and when I was like, what was I doing to hurt it and make it become vulnerable? I think you because, just have to bounce off it a few times until it yeah, falls down. I was just doing it constantly. Like I was like, all right, just jam my button, get that rhythm going. Well, you start getting to that point where you're like, if I stop fighting it, I'll become vulnerable. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like just stay, stay invincible. And then once you've defeated it, you get beamed up to the lair of King Greedy himself. Oh yeah, and he is no good. No, he's a really cool looking guy. He's got like I don't know ears, horns. He's wearing armor with a big red cape. Yeah, yeah, he looks a little more hardcore than any of the other enemies. Yes. And first off, he sits sitting on a throne when you find him, and he throws out an orb, one of those little slimes, mm-hmm. and it turns into, like, multiple orbs that then spin around and shoot at you. Yeah, and they're not good. They, they will move. You want to kill them as fast as possible, but it was tough for me to do this without getting hit once, generally. I did not have much trouble with that part. But I did, uh, yeah. Eventually, after I got sick of doing it over and over, I was save stated after I beat him. I was able to beat him without getting hit once, and then I was like, "All right, I'm starting the fight from this beyond this sequence because it gets tough." Uh, uh, well, I thought that. See, I don't know. I thought from that was the hardest part, avoiding all those balls and shooting. Mm-hmm. I thought the rest of this fight was very easy once I figured out what to do. I Before see, I figured it out, I thought it was very hard. The very end, I was kind of like out of control. I don't know, but uh, so now he'll switch it up, and now he's uh, warping around. And he shoots, what does he shoot at you? He drops two little guys. Every time you hit him, he'll drop one as he teleports around. Yeah. Usually, this part's not too tough. No, the hard part is that when he comes back from that, um, he makes a black hole. And that black hole will suck you in if you're really close. You either have to be on the other side of the screen, or you can hold on to one of the guys who's Uh, dropped. Yeah, that will kill you. Yeah, if you go in the black hole. The hardest part is after that, he gets into this routine where he just appears and hits you like right away. Mm-hmm. And this is the part I didn't know. Like I was like, I'm just dying here. Like I couldn't figure out I, how yeah. to how to get him ever. He was too quick. You you have to like start grabbing before he appears, basically. So I you know um, again went online, watched someone beat this boss, <laughs> and uh, the tactic is you want to be on the left side of the stage because mm-hmm. he always swoops in at an angle. Okay. So if you're on the left side, he can't swoop in from the left. Gotcha. He's always going to swoop in from the right. So if you're just standing there and then grabbing at a 45-degree angle up, gotcha. you'll always hit him before he gets ah, to you. Okay. See, I, I wasn't standing on the left, but I was basically doing that. Like where I was like, I'm just running around. and Yeah, and once you figure that out, then this part's super easy because you can hit him every time. Because there's the part – okay, I think it might be before he starts the black hole stuff where he comes out and he has that like – ring of oh the ring orbs, of blobs around and he'll start shoot shooting them. them down that was an area where you can grab those blobs and smash them and they will leave stars yeah to fill up your life so that that well, even helps. The, i think these little ones might also but okay, okay i don't know i just remember like yeah i got health back and then once i figured out that tactic i was like oh this guy's nothing well i realized like he'll shoot the ball bots out of that ring right and mm-hmm. it's like there's a certain number where you can get stars and then he'll stop okay because if 
I was just getting them all right away, and I was like, yeah, this is great. I would just stand underneath him and keep grabbing up to snatch them almost as soon as they could come out. But after, like, two of those, he stopped giving them. But I found if I just spaced them out and only got only bashed ones when I right. needed the star, it lasted pretty much the whole fight. Cool. Well, once you've, uh, you know, bashed him enough times, he explodes, and then his planet very dramatically starts to explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, like, flies away with, like, all of his minions grabbed onto him. Yeah, they they desperately grab onto him. Uh, you know, it, it, it's actually kind of scary because it's like all red and black and it's yeah. flashing. And... and then there's a pole for you to grab onto. And I was like, oh, is this going to be a Metroid situation? <laughs> yeah. Where I've got to like now climb out of this planet. Yeah. But no, you just no. rock it off into space. And uh, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed in the uh, the implosion animation of that. Yeah, it just kind of shrinks and then goes black. Like, yeah, not much there. Nope. And after that, you get a full uh, staff credits, but you do get really awesome new sprite artwork of all the bosses and Ristar fighting them or protecting them or whatever. Yeah, it looks like good stuff that... Um, it's like him getting congratulated after each battle. Yeah, it's like, I, I kind of feel like, why wasn't this in the rest of the game, you know? Uh, I agree. Why would you hide it? Because it is really great artwork. And you also get to see all of the different movement and uh, other animations that Ristar does. Yeah, it, it's cool. Although I will say it goes on for like five minutes. Or so. it, it takes longer than I, I was uh, interested in. Well, I luckily, guess. the song's really good. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that saves it. And then after all of that, you have a scrolling one that has a really impressive, uh, it's like the solar system's swirling around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you zoom out of it. Yeah, you're flying, you're zooming through space. I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, and I couldn't believe it. And then finally, Ristar. Arms out in the air, floating through space, yells, Dad. Yeah. And a giant Ristar hand, set of hands, reaches out for him. But you don't get to see the body. Nope. And then it just says, congratulations. And that's it. Because I was really curious. I was like, I want to see what his dad looks like. Is he just a real big star or what? My guess is that he looks just like him. I would larger. <laughs> Maybe with a mustache. Although, personally, I would like him to look like Electro, where he's got a full body. <laughs> and right. And he's got that giant star head. Like Ristar is just the head. Yeah. I got you. And then after that, you get a, uh, rewarded with different passwords, depending on how well you did. Gotcha. Since I cheated, I got, I'm guessing, the no treasure password. I didn't even, I don't or remember I guess which. That's the way, I'm guessing that's because I, I got no treasures. That's actually probably what it was. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. I honestly don't remember because I don't even know if I watched that long. If you get all it the lasted tre- so long, the ending, I was like, I'm done with this. If you get all the treasures, then you get uh, better passwords. Mm, okay. Fair enough. All right, here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Same here. I feel like I could have gone a little higher. It's just that there were so few enemies. Yeah, that's it's. You got a, a lot of good backgrounds that don't necessarily repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderful animation. Ristar looks great. Uh, he's not the most detailed character, but animated very well. Ah, so fluid. I do love watching him move around. And the the music pulls it up, even though I mean it's all very good, if not all super memorable, you know. But um, it sets the mood, and it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it is a good game to look at, and that's probably its, it's number one quality. Uh, next up, we have Play Control, and I was a little torn on this one. Yeah, I, I gave it a 3.0 because I'm like, you don't get much 
Yeah, I give inputs. it a 2.5, but I think I'm knocking that up to a 3.0. Especially like, if, if remembering how fondly I like the swimming parts. It's just, yeah, there's certain parts that are, and it's almost really cool. Like, it's almost, it would be really fun if you just had one more little, like, if you could swing or, or something. Yeah, there were just a few things I couldn't master, like that wall jump. Uh, just, you know, took me too long to figure out. Yeah. Now we have challenge factor. Well, I was also torn. Cause I thought this game was pretty easy until the very end. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So I, I, I mean, I put a two point five. I guess because put three point I think somewhere in that ballpark is probably about right. Anyone can make it through. The only thing that really makes this game truly hard is that you don't. You have to do it in one run. Yes. Without save stating. I just think it could be very frustrating. Yeah. If you were playing it vanilla. Agreed. Hi everybody. Finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. Ah. Uh. I went with a 2.5. I might go up to 3.0. I liked it, you know, but it's just like there's no real story. There's no th- I gave it a 2.5 yeah. because while I didn't mind playing it, I never went out of my way to play. I wasn't like, I can't yeah. wait to play this game. Yeah, it's 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 not bad, but it's not one that's like you got to go back and see this forgotten hit. Or... Yeah, and once I really got into the movement and I was really digging it, that's when it was like, oh, we're just going to make it really hard now. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not what I wanted. I wanted like to really, now that I've got it, I want to be good with it. Yeah, give me a second to cruise, man. Now, the worlds themselves look great. Like, that's awesome. All the different planets are very distinct and fun. Yeah, and you have some pretty varied, like, hazards and options, you know, throughout the different levels. Oh, so, for sure. So, Nick, I ask you, as I always do, should you play this game? I don't know. It's right in the... It, you, can, you would... It's a fine game that is worth playing, you know, but I don't know how it stands up with being able to play any game, you right. know, but it's, I said maybe. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it. I didn't hate it, uh, but it, I wasn't like, I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen the best, you know, this is some of the best of the rest, I guess. The I hardest know. part for me is that it takes so long to really get into the groove of this game. I think like, it, this it, is it'd be hard game. to find your place in it. This is a game, if I, if I had it when I was real young, I would have been very happy to play it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, if you don't have nostalgia or, or you know, I don't know. So I, if you have it on your collection and you're just like, yeah, go for it. I think it's worth a shot. See, see if you're into it. If but not, don't go track this game down and buy it. Yeah, yeah. Next week's game will be F-Zero for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can. It's very available and it has been since the Wii. <laughs> So grab your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you love Ristar, if you know where all of the bonus rounds are, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll read it and uh, we'll tell our star dads about it. (laughs) Or you can get in touch with us at cartcommand on Twitter or cartridgecommand on the Facebook. Uh We love hearing from any of you people out there. I, I actually shared, I tweeted a tweet that wasn't when the show dropped. So, Oh, hey. You get one of the rare extra five tweets a year from me <laughs> when my basement flooded. And Nick uh, very helpfully uh, suggested I go put on my plumbing hat That's to right. help clean it up. <laughs> well, you, you want to dress for success. Luckily for me, I did have a plumbing hat on hand. <laughs> uh, it's my Waluigi hat. So if you want to see a Waluigi hat, go check out our Twitter. It's so exciting. A hot, hot dog. Now, of course, we must thank, as we always do, those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yeah. It is your financial support that makes this show happen. And, uh, you know, 175 episodes in, we're going to push harder for you to give us money. Come on. Uh, we like money. And the more money you give us, the more we can do with it. So, you know, Nick and I, we are 
full-time working man. Well, I'm not part-time working man. Full-time dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the job. Uh, but, you know, this is not how we get our income. But, you know, the more money you give us, the more we could do, the more podcasts we could put out. Who knows? Maybe get to the point where I could fulfill a dream of working less to do this more. <laughs> if, yeah. if there was a pie in that sky, after all. And uh, so, you know, we do have more listeners than ever. And if just a small amount of you gave three $5. You know what? We even like those $1 uh, contributions a month. Any dollars. It would super help us out. So thank it you is. all that do, and thank you that are about to yeah. so very much. Come on, guys. And <laughs> and as always, Cartridge Commandos, game, game on! What is Ristar supposed to be? I don't know. It makes some. I don't. Like yeah, three and a half years old.